All righty, welcome to Vitality Radio. I'm Jared St. Clair, and I am your host each and every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. talking about health, nutrition, fitness, and all things vitality. Sometimes I forget to turn off my cell phone. I don't know if you heard that. But anyway, life is good today in Salt Lake City. Vitality Radio is always brought to you by Vitality Nutrition in Bountiful at 107 South 500 West. You can call us there at 801-292-6662. And also Vitality Nutrition in Missoula, Montana, 2400 Brook Street, you can call the Missoula location at 406-549-1333. That's 406-549-1333. So today on the radio show, I've got some interesting information about once a year, maybe once every other year. You know, we just hit year seven of Vitality Radio. And maybe four times in seven years. So maybe it's once every year and a half or something. I talk about this topic because as the show expands and grows, we get more people listening to the show. I recognize that this needs to be spoken of again and again. And it's a big deal because it's something that almost everybody in this country uses on at least a an occasional basis, if not a daily basis, and that is over-the-counter pain medicine. How safe is over-the-counter pain medicine? How should it be used? And are there alternatives that work as well or better without maybe as many side effects? So that's what we're going to talk about today as the main topic of the show. We're going to go into some interesting stuff, though. How about pain meds for emotional pain? Is there a thing like that? I mean, we think about pain meds, right? And we think, physical pain, right? Arthritis or headaches or whatever. Emotional pain, maybe we think about antidepressants or anti-anxiety medications. So there's some new research showing that maybe over-the-counter pain meds might help with emotional pain. Hmm. We're going to talk about that as we get into the show a little bit more. Now, today's show is going to be quite interesting because it's, uh, you know, I, yesterday I was at Vitality Nutrition and Bountiful. And I had a regular listener come in, and he was buying some of the Ultimate Vitality Multi, my favorite multivitamin. And I didn't know he listened to the show, had not met him before. And at the end of the transaction, he said to me, hey, by the way, I really like your rants on Saturday morning. And I get that a lot. Uh, people seem to like it when I get irked. I don't know what it is. Uh, maybe it's because they enjoy that I need therapy as much as they do. I don't know what it is exactly, but the point of the matter is I do get a little frustrated sometimes, get a little hot under the collar sometimes. And one time, not that long ago, I did a whole show just full of rants, had five or six rants in it because there was just so much stuff backed up. I've got this... Uh, uh, assistant uh, for the radio show, Amber at Vitality, who does a lot of research for the show for me. And she has filled my Facebook uh, Messenger app with rant-worthy topics, as we call them. If they're rant-worthy, then we put them in a special place so that we can use them as a rant. And there are there must be two dozen in there. She's been I don't know, she's, maybe she's a little irritable right now. I just wanted to pass that on to me. But regardless, today I'm only going to select one of those, and it's going to have to do with that pain med stuff. So we're going to get into that in a minute. I think you're going to enjoy the show. It's going to be a lot of ranting, but I'm also going to give you some great alternative advice. I'm even going to help you fill your Christmas stockings with healthy things, 
That's right. We're going to talk about that a little bit. And I'm going to share a little bit that I've learned about pain personally uh, through my experience with the Elevated Health Vitality Clinic that we have now officially opened at Vitality Nutrition in Bountiful. So a lot of stuff going on today on the show. Now, before I go any further, there are some fun things that we're doing at Vitality for the holidays. Vitality and Bountiful, uh, we are doing something that is a 12 Days of Christmas promotion. We're calling it 12 Days of Vitality uh, because, well, I don't want to mistake you know, what we're doing with uh, the true meaning of Christmas. So we're just going to call it the 12 Days of Vitality, but it has a Christmas theme, and this is what we're doing. Every day, starting yesterday, the first person to come through the door at Vitality – and uh, make any kind of a purchase, gets to break open a box, a wrapped Christmas box, and uh, you get to punch your fist through it, okay? And inside of that is a product that we're going to put in a basket, and we're going to enter you into a raffle to win it. We have $261, I believe, worth of products that are going to go into this basket by the time they're all revealed. They're going to be all over our Facebook page, so if you join us at facebook.com slash vitality, I think is what it is, but it's Vitality Nutrition on Facebook. We also have Vitality Radio on Facebook. So if you're already a Vitality Radio Facebook fan, you need to also become a Vitality Nutrition Facebook fan. We have a lot of cool promotional things there, a lot of good information. Anyway, you come into the store. If you're the first one in, you get to bust open this box, and you get to put that product in the basket. You get a free raffle ticket for doing that. But you also... In addition to that, get a raffle ticket for all for every $10 you spend just for coming into Vitality between now and the next 10 days. And in addition to that, if you're the lucky one that gets in there first and breaks it open, you get a free bottle of product from either 10-Day Results or Ridgecrest Herbals, typically about a $20 to $30 value. So that's pretty cool. So that's just a little thing we're doing for Christmas. It's going to be fun. We'll raffle it off. Uh, we're going to give $260 worth of product to to one lucky customer, but in addition to that, anybody that comes in uh, over the next 11 mornings, including this morning, if you make it in there at 10 o'clock, uh, you can get uh, the opportunity to get your free product, your raffle ticket, and uh, figure out what the second thing to go in the 12 Days of Christmas basket will be. So that's a fun little thing we're doing. Something else we're doing, potentially less fun, but far more important. Monday night. Now, we don't normally do seminars on Monday night, but uh, with the holiday season being what it was, what it is and everybody's schedules being crazy, this was the opportunity we had before Christmas, and so we took it. Monday night, the 14th, 7 p.m. at Vitality and Bountiful, 107 South, 500 West. We're doing another elevated health and wellness clinic seminar at Vitality. Now, what that is, if you haven't heard me talk about it, is pretty awesome because for 12 weeks, I took part in the protocol that we are now offering at Vitality along with my wife and a couple of the other uh, people at Vitality Nutrition. And, you know, I did it because I wanted to open this clinic. I believed in the clinic. I knew it was going to be awesome, but I needed to experience it myself to see exactly how awesome it was going to be and also to see if we could make improvements to what already appeared to be an amazing protocol. Well, the protocol, the details are way too intense, and that's why we talk about it at the seminar because there's just more than we can go over on the radio. But my experience was truly awesome. 
I lost during the protocol um, and, and and ramping up for the protocol a total of 31 pounds. I've now lost 33 because I lost two pounds even in the maintenance uh, phase, which is pretty cool. I've never lost weight during maintenance before. So a lot of weight uh, considering I'm a guy that's supposed to know how to take care of my health. Well, I do know how to take care of my health, but I didn't do it that well because I had this pesky sugar addiction that would just drag me down. I'd eat too much candy and too many sweets. And even though I'd eat mostly organic, mostly clean food, I mean, really better than most people in this country eat. The exception to the rule was the sweets, and I would eat way too many of those. And even organic sweets can make you fat. So I had this sugar addiction. I had this candida problem. If you're not familiar with candida, come to the seminar and we'll explain what that is. But uh, it was pretty bad. And as a guy who owns a health food store, I've heard of every possible thing that is a thing that has to do with health and wellness and protocols and diets and exercise and you name it. And every supplement program that there is and detox program that there is has come across my desk over the last 22 years. And yet, even though I'd done them, I've read about them, I've researched them, I had never had great success long-term with any of them, and I'd never shaken this dumb sugar addiction. Well, guess what? I've shaken it now, and even though my uh, – was it my – no, it wasn't my accountant. This is even worse. The people that manufacture some of my supplements sent me a box full of Harry and David chocolates. I mean, every kind of thing. There's truffles in there. There's this fudge that's – stupid good fudge. There's uh, like malted milk balls, and I could I don't care about those. And there's that moose munch stuff. Yeah, you're probably getting a little hungry. Listen to this if you're a sugar fiend like I am. And it's all sitting there, and, and I've been eating it the last couple of days, but just not like I used to, you know, not like where I had to have the whole box that day. And it's been really, really cool because now I have control. I can make a conscious effort and say, do I want candy? Do I want a sweet? I have noticed just yesterday I actually noticed this, that I would walk by and just grab one and throw it in my mouth kind of unconsciously, but apparently it wasn't unconscious because it became conscious and I figured it out and I said, okay, I got to stop doing that. That's the old Jared. But for the last two months off of the protocol, I haven't had that issue at all. It's been amazing. And so watching what I put in my mouth and recognizing that my relationship with food is very important has been groundbreaking for my health. And what I've learned is that you can drop a lot of weight doing a lot of things, but if you don't drop your habits, you don't drop any of it for long. In fact, there's, uh, there are studies done that show that if you lose 30 pounds or more and you maintain that weight loss for 18 months or more, uh, you'll maintain it for the rest of your life 90-plus percent of the time. If you lose 30 pounds or more and start gaining it back during the first 18 months, guess what? You're going to gain it all back and then some in almost every single case. So it's, uh, yeah, it's kind of an all or nothing proposition. So if you're one of these people who's lost weight, gained weight, lost weight, gained it back, gained it back, gained it back, and so on, you need to come to this seminar. Now, we're going to be doing more of them, but this is the last one this year, and it's going to be awesome, and I really want you to come, and because we're doing it, we're setting it up sort of last minute. We have a bunch of people on our waiting list already, and we're calling all of them, but we're treating this as a first-come, first-serve. If you want to be there, call us, 801-292-6662. You can learn about the protocol I did that's literally changed my life, that has taken me from walk getting out of bed 
And because of the sugar thing, which creates inflammation, my feet hurting a little bit, my ankles hurting a little bit. I don't have arthritis. I don't have anything like that. Just tight and stiff and all that. And that doesn't happen anymore. I get out of bed and I feel great. And that brain fog that sugar brings and more than anything, just the excess fat that I was carrying around, it's all gone thanks to this protocol. If you want to find out about it, you got to go to the seminar, 801-292-6662 to get your name on the list. It is a free seminar. There is no charge. Dr. Elmore and I will present it, and you will love it. Everybody that's come to the seminar uh, so far, we've had a couple of them already, has just said that it's really, really great information and well worth their time. So Monday night, 7 o'clock, the 14th, at Vitality, the Elevated Health Vitality Seminar we're going to present an awesome one for you. Call us. Uh, the store opens at 10 o'clock today, so after 10, 801-292-6662. Okay, i got to cut to a quick break. Those are your announcements for the day. One, thing I'm, one other thing I am going to announce, though, because you need to know about this, if you really like Vitality Radio, you've got to go to our uh, VitalityNutrition.com page and listen to old episodes because, yes, they are – previous episodes, not old, because the information is still great. Uh, but uh, if you like the show, that's a good place to listen to it. If you ever miss an episode, you can catch it. If you miss part of an episode, want to hear the rest. If you want to share it with somebody, that's the place to share them, and so on and so on. That's what you want to do. Vitality Radio is at vitalitynutrition.com. Okay, I'm going to cut to a break. When I get back, we're going to rant, and it's going to be a good one, talking about pain meds and can you really take Tylenol? For emotional pain, like your boyfriend splits up with you and you're going to take Tylenol because it's going to make it feel better. Well, they're saying that there's some science backing that up. We're going to learn about that when we come back. You're listening to me, Jared St. Clair, on Vitality Radio.
Welcome back to Vitality Radio. I am Jared St. Clair, and I'm your host each and every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. I'm looking out at beautiful downtown Salt Lake City right now. The sun is peeking out behind a cloud right in front of my eyes, and it is just a beautiful day. Don't we love December? Do you love December like I love December? I mean, it's Christmas time in just a couple weeks now. Uh, we got uh, the hustle and bustle of all that stuff. You've got the holiday music. Some people hate it. Some people love it. The only thing I hate is that stupid Paul McCartney song that they play 14 times a day on FM 100 here. Oh, man, that song's awful. Horrible. And I'll tell you, when they play that song, I leave the store. I actually do. I leave the store. If it's playing in the overhead, I've got stuff in my cart. I've got, I'm have got. i I'm at the checkout line. It doesn't matter. I leave because I find that I'm less likely to become violent. I don't know what, there's something in there subliminally in that Paul McCartney song that makes me violent. It's strange. But it's a great song to get me psyched about the rant, and that's what we're going to do right now. We're going to talk about pain meds, and it is time for the morning rant. Oh, yeah. It's time for the morning rant. It is an interesting rant today because, honestly, about 70% of what's left of the show is going to be right now. So, yeah, we're going we're gonna to get a little bit ranty uh, right now. We're talking about Tylenol specifically. Tylenol, acetaminophen. You ever heard of it? Yeah, you've heard of it. You ever taken it? Probably. Most people have. In fact, it's one of the most common drugs we give to our children to reduce fevers and, you know, all that kind of jazz. Well, I don't love Tylenol. I was just mentioning that Paul McCartney song. What is it? Simply Having a Wonderful Christmas Time. That's the name of the song. You can look it up. You can listen to it. You've heard it before. And if you listen to it closely, you'll recognize that it is the worst song that's ever been penned by mankind. But almost as bad as that song is acetaminophen. I don't love this drug. I don't love it at all. And there's a reason for it. You know, I don't like drugs in general, right? I'm not a big fan of drugs. You listen to Vitality Radio and you learn that really fast. But there are some drugs that I think make a lot of sense. And I suppose if I had a fever of 105 and a half, I might take some Tylenol if I was really desperate, maybe. But there are so many better options, even in the drug world, than this stuff. So why can't we just get off the Tylenol bus? I'm going to talk about it. The ins, the outs, the goods, the bads, and all that stuff right now. So here's the thing with Tylenol. First off, you need to know the bads because they're, they are a plenty, as they say. Uh, tylenol, according to the uh, reports from hospitals and emergency rooms across the country, on average, sends about 78,000 Americans to emergency rooms annually and results in 33,000 hospitalizations a year. 78,000 annually. That's not a small number for an over-the-counter drug, right? I don't think that's a very small number. Federal, that's according to federal data. Acetaminophen is also the nation's leading cause of acute liver failure. Now, think about that for a minute. What other things cause the liver to fail? Alcohol causes the liver to fail, right? In fact, there was this thing a while back, oh, God, 
10, 12 years ago. It was hitting all the health food stores, including Vitality Nutrition, where people were coming in and saying, well, kava kava is dangerous. It causes liver failure. And the research was done on alcoholics who also took kava. And so the research was all messed up anyway. There is some evidence now that kava with alcohol is not a good idea. And so we need to be cautious with that for sure. But I think it's so crazy that we have these statistics that prove that Tylenol is killing people and sending them to the hospital with acute liver failure. In fact, it's the number one cause. Well, how much alcohol is consumed in this country in mass doses on just college campuses alone, right? And that's not the number one cause of acute liver failure? Tylenol is? Yeah, that's a problem, I think. I think it's a real problem because I think that when you're taking Tylenol, you're not thinking liver failure. But when you're drinking alcohol, you might be thinking, oh, this is bad for my liver because that's been published a lot more widely than this information, which is why I bring the show to you. So that's the first problem. But get this. Most experts okay, we're in the medical field will say that the standard dose of Tylenol, the standard recommended dose of Tylenol is pretty safe when used as directed. And that is up to four grams a day in divided doses, 1,000 milligrams four times a day they consider safe. But just a little bit more than that, like 5,000 milligrams, two more pills per day can result in severe illness and even death. So is it possible that someone might be in a lot of pain or have a fever or whatever else you're going to take Tylenol for? And we're going to talk about taking it for depression here in a minute. But is it possible that you might be on your third or fourth dose and say, how many of those things did I take? Did I, have I, did I take that three times already or was it four? And then that fifth dose that you thought was your fourth dose is the one that sends you to the hospital? Really? Worse yet, how do we know if four doses or five doses is safe for someone who's, say, 120 pounds versus 320 pounds? And how do we know if it's safe for someone who drinks alcohol on a regular basis versus someone who doesn't drink alcohol on a regular basis? You see where the variables are here? You see where the problems might lie? Do you see where, why 78,000 people a year end up in the ER because of Tylenol? Yeah, it's a problem. And we're not talking about overdose like I took half a bottle of Tylenol because I want to die. We're talking about overdose like I accidentally took two more pills than I was supposed to. Yeah, that's a little scary for me for an over-the-counter drug. Well, it took the FDA, who knew in 1977 that Tylenol was dangerous to the liver and caused acute liver failure at small overdose levels. It took them 32 years to require drug manufacturers to put that on their label, that severe liver damage could be caused by Tylenol. Guess what study has never been funded? The study that would show that if you take, say, four doses of Tylenol a day or three or two for years, what it does to your liver. Yeah, that study's never been funded. Certainly the people at Tylenol are going to fund that study, are they? And who else is going to spend the money to figure it out? I'm going to guess nobody. So we really don't know what the long-term issues are. In fact, I would guess that acute liver failure 
probably happens with Tylenol a lot more than they think because it didn't happen in an overdose. It happened over time. So, yeah, there's some issues with Tylenol for sure, and there's some real issues with the FDA, but we talk about that all the time. So Vitality Radio is about education. I mean, that's really what this is about. I want, make, I want to help empower you to make the right decisions for your health. And I've got six kids. I know the thing that played during the rant said I had five kids, part loving father of five. That's because I've never updated that since Xander was born three, three years ago. Yeah, well, that's a problem, I know. But we're going to fix that before Christmas of 2016 for sure. And then it'll say I have six kids. But regardless, I have six kids. You can ask them. And I won't give any of them Tylenol for any reason at all. It just won't do it because the stuff's too dangerous. And you know what's really bad about kids that are under the age of two and Tylenol? is their livers aren't fully developed. They don't even know how to detoxify the stuff yet. we got to be really, really careful with Tylenol. I'm going to jump into another part of the conversation here for a second, though. I want to talk about Tylenol and emotional health because, you know, you can read the same study in two different publications and get two very different, very different viewpoints, right? It's like watching a debate. You know, let's say you watch the Republican presidential debate, right? And you're on Fox News or you're on CNN. You're going to get a really different spin on those two networks about you know, what was said and who won and all that kind of jazz. Well, the same thing happens with these publications that publish uh, research, nutrition research, drug research, and so on. So if you're in psychology today or you're on collective evolution, and you're reading about the same study, you're going to see two very different viewpoints. And this is really interesting. So this is what's happening right now. According to Psychology Today, when someone hurts your feelings or rejects you, they injure you emotionally. We normally call this kind of pain emotional pain. And it does hurt, right? I mean, would you rather have your arm broken or your heart broken, right? You're, obviously, your arm is far less painful. Plus, it repairs a whole lot easier. So emotional pain is a real thing, but emotional pain that occurs during stages of grieving or after rejection is just as physical as, and as real as the pain you feel when stubbing your toe or cutting your finger. Damage to the skin, as well as a compression of tissue, can lead the pain receptors, also known as nociceptors, in the surrounding nerve tissue to fire intensely. The signal is then transferred from the peripheral nerve tissue to the central nervous system. From the spinal cord, the information continues to the brain. Here, the pain signal enters the thalamus, which then passes the information on to other brain regions so it can get interpreted. In other words, then we know it was your toe that hurt. Now, that all sounds like a long process, but it's not, right? You stub your toe and you know immediately in your brain what happened. Even in the middle of the night, (laughs) you know what happened, right? The pain signal also reaches the brain's emotional center, or the amygdala, which associates it with emotions such as anger, fear, or sadness. Now, let's talk about how that works. Let's just say that you get up in the middle of the night, you got to go to the bathroom, and you stub your toe on the edge of the bed. We used to have this horrible bed, horrible, the worst bed ever made. I won't say who made it. Terrible design by those people in Sweden. Anyway, it was my toe that would smack the edge of that bed 
three times a week. My big toe usually, sometimes my little toe if I was going the other direction. That hurts even worse. But regardless, at that point, that pain hit the, the amygdala and the amygdala said, ah, I'm mad now because that hurt, right? So it created anger from pain. So we know that pain can be very emotional anyway. And of course, emotional pain is emotional 100%. A study published in April 2011 issue of Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences showed that the very same neurons fire in the case of physical and emotional pain. The same neurons. The subjects in the study were exposed to a photograph of an ex-partner who recently broke up with him or her and were asked to think about the rejection and how unwanted it was. Yeah, sign me up for that study. (laughs) I want to be on that one. The researchers found that the areas that lit up the brain lit up in brain images were very similar to the brain regions that are hyperactivated during physical pain. The pain areas include secondary somatosensory cortex and dorsal posterior posterior insula. So the brain's interpretation of damage following a rejection or intense grief is very similar to the brain's interpretation of a wound or other physical lesion. How's that for interesting? pretty interesting. Though emotional and physical pain have the same neurological foundation, it is usually thought that they cannot be treated in the same way because emotional pain in many cases is relieved by anti-anxiety drugs such as benzodiazepines or serotonin reuptake inhibitors. And physical pain is normally treated with over-the-counter drugs such as NSAIDs or drugs like Tylenol. In more severe cases, physical pain is treated with drugs in the opioid family, family, sorry, such as morphine, codeine, oxycodone, and so on. Well, there was a recent study conducted by researchers at University of British Columbia, however, that indicates that the over-the-counter medications that can alleviate physical pain may also be effective in numbing emotional pain, specifically the type that is associated with anxiety. The study confirms data from an older study back in 2009. The Canadian researchers studied the effect of Tylenol, my favorite over-the-counter pain drug, as a way to alleviate anxiety associated with thoughts about death or exposure to surrealism. In the first part of the study, subjects who had received either a 1,000-milligram dose of Tylenol or a placebo sugar pill were asked to write about dental pain. (laughs) That makes me laugh because there's nothing worse than dental pain, right? I think we can all agree on that. Anyway, moving on. They were asked to write about dental pain or what would happen to them after they died, which is clearly a better topic than dental pain. The subjects were then given a story about the arrest of a prostitute. After reading this story, they were asked to set a bail amount for the prostitute. Okay, so first off, let's make it clear that whoever designed this study should probably not use the opioids before they produce a study because they come up with some weird stuff. So we're going to write about dental pain, and then we're going to write about what's going to happen after I die, and then we're going to write about setting bail for a prostitute. Yeah, that was the study. Okay, I didn't put put it together. I don't, I don't know who put this together, but it is what it is. In the second part of the study, participants watched a surrealist video by film director David Lynch and then a video portraying rioters. 
The researchers found that participants who were given a 1,000 milligram pill of Tylenol prior to the study tasks were less affected by the anxiety triggers compared to the participants who had received a placebo sugar pill. The subjects on pain relievers who wrote about their own death and subjects who wrote about dental pain were more lenient in setting a bail amount than subjects who had not received a Tylenol but had written about what would happen to them after they died. Likewise, participants on Tylenol were less harsh in the ethical judgment of the rioters compared to participants who had received a placebo pill. These results suggest that Tylenol can indeed alleviate anxiety. I'm pausing on purpose. When we're on the radio, the, the pregnant pause is either either very valuable to drive in a point or it means that the host has no idea what he's going to say next. And sometimes you'll hear both of those at Vitality Radio. But today I paused because I wanted you to think about how insane this study is to begin with. I mean, the people who authored this study were clearly high on something. I mean, I don't know what this was. Maybe they, maybe they did a binge watch of all David Lynch films and used magic mushrooms or something during the time. I don't know what happened here, but this is the funniest study I've ever read about. And frankly, I think I do want to participate in one like this one day just because it's pretty cool. But that study about setting bail for a prostitute, watching a David Lynch film, writing about dental pain and what might happen to me after I die has now proven that Tylenol reduces anxiety. I have to cut to a break because I'm going to start laughing. When I come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about this thing. We're going to get a little more serious about this thing with Tylenol and why you don't ever want to take it. That's what we're going to talk about when we come back, along with alternatives, things that you can use that work as well or better. And we're going to talk about especially the dangers of Tylenol for children, which are finally being brought out by the medical community, not just people like me. Those are the next topics when I come back. I'm Jared St. Clair, and this is Vitality Radio.
Welcome back to Vitality Radio. I'm Jared St. Clair, and I'm your host each and every Saturday morning talking about health, nutrition, fitness, wellness, and all things vitality. And today we're talking about pain, among a couple of other things. Vitality Radio, always brought to you by Vitality Nutrition in Bountiful at 107 South, 500 West, and Vitality Nutrition in Missoula, Montana, 2400 Brook Street. If you have questions, call us in Utah, 801-292-6662, and in Missoula, 406-549-1333. I also uh, made a little mistake earlier. If you want to find Vitality Nutrition on Facebook, you go to facebook.com slash myvitality. My Vitality. That's what you do at the end of the slash after Facebook. If you want to find Vitality Radio on Facebook, it's Vitality Nutrition. Or sorry, it's Facebook.com slash Vitality Radio. And if you want to just find us online, VitalityNutrition.com is where you can find previous episodes of Vitality Radio. You can learn all kinds of stuff there. And if you like what you hear on Vitality Radio, go tell somebody. Let's build this audience and learn together how to positively impact our health, our lives, our family relationships, and everything else that has to do with vitality, because that's what we do on Vitality Radio. Okay, so we were talking about pain meds, but I'm not going to go there again for just a minute, because the sun is coming up. That's what my son, my little three-year-old guy, who I give no credit to in my intro to the show, where it says I'm only a father of five, but my little three-year-old guy, who got me up at 3.30 this morning, and told me the sun is going up. And I said, no, it's not, Xander. The sun is not going up for a few more hours. We need to go back to sleep. And then we laid in his bed for two hours while he didn't sleep. And he said all kinds of little amusing things. And he's the sweetest person on the face of this planet, simply. The most amazing little guy I've ever met in my life. And what he does in the morning, usually at around 6, which is much better than 3.30, is he says, Daddy, he, he climbs into bed, and he says, Daddy, the sun is going up. I need a milkshake. <laughs> this little guy is awesome. When he says he needs a milkshake, what he means is he needs a sippy cup that's half full of raw milk that I get over at uh, Real Foods Market in Sugar House, the best milk in the world, and half full of water, and then a little portion of a scoop of Vital Pure Pro, the cleanest protein powder uh, that uh, you can find. It's amazing stuff. No antibiotics, no hormones, no artificial flavors, colors, sweeteners, none of that stuff. Great stuff. And a little scoop of something called Cocoa Greens, which has three servings, the equivalent of three servings of vegetables in it. And we mix that up along with a little bit of Udo's oil to make sure he gets his good fats. And that's his Moke Shake, M-O-K-E, I guess. And he wants one at least once a day, oftentimes two or seven, but at least one or two a day he has. And as he's telling me the sun is going up, he's telling me almost simultaneously he needs this milkshake, shake. And it's been awesome because it's like this healthy, really, really, really healthy breakfast that's got no negative aspects to it, including taste, because it's delicious. So if you need a great milkshake shake for your little ones or even your big ones, I got teenagers that eat it too you got to check out those products. The Vital Pure Pro, the Cocoa Greens, which is amazing, 
Uh, get yourself some raw milk because if you're not using raw milk and you're getting milk from a cow, you're doing yourself a disservice. And if you don't want to do raw milk, then get almond milk or coconut milk or rice milk or something like that. That's fine. And a little bit of Udo's oil or flaxseed oil. Fantastic stuff. Delicious. They love it. My little Z, every single morning, loves that stuff. Another thing I wanted to share with you before I go any further, it's almost Christmas, right? And Christmas time is that time of year where guys like me sometimes are wondering what the heck they're going to put in their wife's stocking. And so I'm a good gift giver, like really, really good. I'm really, really good at it, seriously. This is not self-promotion. It's just the truth. I'm really good at it, but I stink at stocking stuffers. I don't know what the deal is. Like the big stuff, easy. The little stuff, hmm, not so much. So this year, I want to impress upon you something you can do for your loved ones. And I don't really care if it's a husband or a wife or a boyfriend or a girlfriend or a sister or a mother. It doesn't matter because anybody could benefit from this. Women tend to like them a little more because they're smarter. But still, a little diffuser. We have these little diffusers at Vitality. They're about as big as the palm of your hand. They look like uh, they're about twice the size of a, of a computer mouse and about the same shape. And they hold essential oils, and they have this little fan. You put the essential oils on this little pad, and they have a little fan, and they blow out the aroma of the essential oil, so you get this aromatherapy thing going on. So, like, if you've got a, a, a person in your life who is a little stressed out, has a little anxiety, and they don't necessarily believe that Tylenol is the answer for their anxiety, then maybe a little lavender oil with one of these little diffusers would be a great idea, right? And you throw that in a stocking, it fits beautifully. It's not real expensive. These things are $14.99. Are you kidding me? It's nothing. And you get a little lavender. You maybe get some peace of mind from, from Purify Skin Therapy. That essential oil is amazing. Or some release or relax, depending on what the personality is like. Or maybe you need something that's going to get you going. Maybe put some citrus oils in there, some grapefruit. Or maybe it's, it's Christmas time, right? So we want to put maybe some pine scent in there. Or we want to put some orange and nutmeg and clove so that we have sort of that wassail or wassail smell going on, right? So a lot of options. That's just one of them for a great stocking stuffer. And you got to go get one. They come in white, black, or silver so they match your decor. It's a great thing to have. On your desk at work, uh, you get that thing blowing in your face, and instead of uh, your coworker's breath blowing in your face or your boss breathing down your neck, you can smell this stuff, and it's awesome. So anyway, just a little Christmas idea for you, and now it's back to pain. Okay, so here's the thing with pain and Tylenol and anxiety. First off, I don't, I'm not going to say that this study where people watched movies and wrote about dental pain and what happens when they die and set bail amounts for a prostitute and watched rioters. I'm not going to say that that study seems weird because I'm sure it's very scientific, but I am going to say that I'm not convinced yet that Tylenol is your best bet for anxiety because I'll tell you, nothing causes anxiety like acute liver failure. And that's more likely to happen with Tylenol if you're not careful. So what do we do if we don't want to take Tylenol for anxiety? <laughs> oh, my gosh. What do we do if we don't want to take Tylenol for pain? 
We may want to take something else. Well, guess what? If you take four doses of Tylenol, extra strength Tylenol a day, which is the max dose and is considered safe, quote unquote, then you're fine, theoretically. But if you take five doses in that day, you may end up in the hospital with acute liver failure. That's a very small margin of error. But you can take 10 times as much as the label says of ibuprofen before you have a problem in one dose. Or a leave, uh, what's that, naproxen sodium or aspirin. So first off, I don't like over-the-counter pain meds at all. But if you're going to take an over-the-counter pain med, please make it be one of those. Don't take acetaminophen. In fact, you know what else they've decided, they've discovered? And this isn't out there very well at all. In fact, it's finally going to be on packaging now, where the kids' and infants' doses of Tylenol are now, they're going to say, did you know that if you're under two, there's no research that shows that this is actually going to help you with pain? So maybe you've got a teething little one. You know, my little guy's not teething anymore, right? He's three, but I remember when he was teething. It's no fun. You know, they cry and they fuss and their mouth turns, their little cheeks are red and rosy and it stinks, right? And you want to do anything to get them out of pain. You really do. But pain's a part of life, so it's kind of okay for them to have a little teething pain. And you can use homeopathic things that work really well for teething pain. Did you know that Tylenol doesn't even work for pain in two-year-olds? There's no evidence. In fact, there's so little evidence that the FDA is finally saying that we can't even call it a pain reliever anymore if it's for under two years old. We can only call it a fever reducer. And did you also know that a fever is your friend? Most of the time, a fever is your friend. It's your body's way of fighting off the infection that's got you down. So it heats it up. That excess heat kills the infection. And voila, you are well. It's almost like God knew what he was doing when he built you. It's almost like he knew more than scientists know about how your body works or doctors know. Almost. Regardless, this is the deal. If you got a fever, and it's not a high fever, don't medicate it. You know, if your doctor tells you to medicate it, talk to your doctor, consult with your doctor, do what your doctor says. I'm not your doctor. I don't even want to be your doctor. Sometimes people call me Dr. Jared accidentally, and I correct them because I don't want to be a doctor. If I want to be a doctor, I'd have gone to medical school. I just want to be the guy that's kind of like this voice of reason when it comes to nutrition and drugs and just give you the information you need so that you can actually understand what you need to do for your health and for your family's health. That's all I am. So take it or leave it. But this is what I'm saying. A fever is your friend most of the time. Once it gets up above 104, it gets into that sketchy category where you got to be a little nervous. But you don't need to medicate fevers all the time. And Tylenol's bad for you. And for little ones, their livers aren't functioning that great yet. They aren't fully developed. We don't want to toxify that thing if we can avoid it, right? Use something else. If you're going to reduce the fever, use something else. You know, a tepid bath can help. That's safe, right? Um, homeopathy can help. Um, there are some herbs that are really good for it. Meadow sweet and white willow have been shown to have some fever-reducing benefits. But we just need to be careful with this Tylenol thing. I could go for another four hours on Tylenol, but this is what I'm going to say. There's one other part of an article from a uh, website called Collective Evolution that goes through the same research that they put on psychology today. And instead of saying, hey, guess what? This Tylenol works for anxiety. 
You know what they said? <laughs> they said something else. They said that there's a previously unknown side effect to acetaminophen, also known as Tylenol, and that is that it kills positive emotions. So what they found was that both positive and physical and negative emotions are impacted by Tylenol, or at least they think they are, meaning that if you were going to be real happy, you'd be a little less happy. And if you were going to be really sad, you'd be a little less sad. If you were going to be in a lot of pain, you're going to be in a little less pain. It just sort of takes everything down a notch. And so it's the most wonderful time of the year. And the sun is up. The clouds have dissipated now in Salt Lake City, and it's just it's shining right in my face, and it's absolutely beautiful. And I want to enjoy that. I don't want to numb my emotions with Tylenol. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I don't like that stuff. Anyway, that's all I'm going to say about Tylenol because there's more to say. We're going to talk a little bit about alternatives to over-the-counter pain meds. And my favorite alternative is not anything I sell at Vitality Nutrition. Does that surprise you? (laughs) Hopefully it doesn't. Hopefully you know that Vitality Radio is about education far more than it's about selling you something. But this is cool. I've got a client who's doing the elevated wellness uh, protocol, the same one I just did, the elevated health vitality protocol that's got it's, it's it's a diet change, it's a supplement change, it's detoxification. There's a lot of stuff there. And she sent me a couple of messages via text earlier this week. She's been a client of mine for a long time, but she just started this protocol about two weeks ago, and she did good things. She's doing good things, really, really good things. And so I'm going to share this with you because I got her permission. Now I won't share her name, but she said, thanks for helping me with this protocol. I can't believe I'm actually doing this, but I haven't ached in days, and I haven't had a headache since last Sunday. That's almost three weeks now with no headache. This is a woman who I've known for, oh, heavens, four or five years at least. And she has had pretty chronic headaches and achy, painy stuff most of that time. It's gotten a little worse over the last little while too. And guess what's changed? She's eating foods her body loves. She's eating foods her body loves, and she's detoxifying the crap that her body hates. And that's what this Elevated Health thing can do for you. And yes, we do sell a protocol at Vitality Nutrition called the Elevated Health Protocol. And it is amazing. But the biggest thing, if you do or don't do our protocol, is to recognize that if you just simply eat what your body loves and lay off of the crap that your body doesn't love, You'll feel a lot better and you'll have a lot less need for pain meds, a lot less need for antacids, a lot less need for all of that stuff. So just remember that it's we are what we eat, right? And if you're eating Harry and David moose munch every day because your accountant or someone gave you a box of it, you're going to feel kind of like moose munch. You're going to feel kind of bumpy and achy and painy because you're getting a lot of sugar and a lot of garbage in there. It's really bad for your body and causes problems. You know, one of my favorite stories is about this little girl that came to me when she was about 10 years old, and she had Crohn's disease. I've shared this before. And she didn't really – her mom and her and her dad, they didn't know what to do exactly. So they were doing the medical route, and it was pretty bad. She was in bed for days and had missed 
20 plus days of school, I believe, that year. And she was just miserable. And she's 10, for Pete's sake, right? That's not fair. And we talked a lot. We talked a lot about eating right. We talked a lot about how drugs don't fix anything. They just suppress symptoms. We talked a lot about changing diet habits and converting from regular dairy, which is loaded with garbage and denatured, to raw dairy. And now she sends me a text message every week and says, hey, Jared, do you have more raw milk for me? Because I'm I'm a milkman, kind of, okay? I don't sell raw milk because that would be illegal because our government is insane. So I don't sell it, but I do buy it up at uh, Real Foods Market and Sugar House, and you can buy it there too, and I don't get any money for that. They just are awesome people, and I like to support them. And they sell raw milk, and I buy it, and I bring it home, and uh, you know people pick it up from me because um, we just – do it as a team, right? So sometimes other people go get it and we just buy it for each other because it's amazing stuff. And this little sweetheart, two years later, is in remission and has almost no symptoms of Crohn's most of the time now. And what did she do? She got on the things her body needed and wanted and loved, and she got off the crap that her body didn't love. And it fixed things. And she doesn't take drugs for Crohn's disease. And she didn't take drugs to get better from Crohn's disease because drugs don't fix Crohn's disease. Drugs don't fix pain. Drugs don't fix any of this stuff. They just put a big fat Band-Aid over it. And that's not even a good description because Band-Aids help you heal. Drugs, as a general rule, do not. So whether it's Tylenol or it's anything else, thyroid meds or antacids, I don't care what it is. They're not fixing anything. Antacids make things worse. They make your digestive system weaker, not stronger, not better. They actually make you sicker over time. You just feel better because you don't know you've got heartburn. You don't have heartburn. You have too low acid in your gut. You can't digest your food, and that's why your body was causing that problem in the first place. And then eventually you get worse illnesses, not better. So today has been a bunch about drugs. It's been a bunch about ranting. It's been a bunch about me telling you how I feel about stuff. And I'm going to reiterate that I'm not your doctor and I don't pretend to be your doctor. Whatever your doctor's got you taking or is suggesting that you take, listen to him or her because that's good, sound medical advice from their perspective viewpoint. However, do your own research. Do your own homework. Figure it out for yourself because it might not be the right thing for you. Don't listen to me. Don't listen to your doc exclusively. Figure it out for yourself. Take your advice. Take their opinions. Do what you need to do. At some point in your life, drugs are going to be a good idea, most likely. At some point in your life, surgery is going to be a good idea. You're going to be really glad we have doctors in emergency rooms if you accidentally take too much acetaminophen and end up with acute liver failure, which can happen at as little as five doses instead of four doses a day. I have got to run. We have just a minute left on Vitality Radio. And so this is what I want to say. It's Christmas time. <clears throat> we got, uh, I mean, it's just right around the corner. The sun has come up. It is absolutely beautiful. And this time of year, we all get all sentimental, right? We see the people ringing the bell for Salvation Army. Did you know Salvation Army provided dinners for my dad and his family when he was growing up on multiple occasions. 
that's a good organization. You should support those people. They're good. There's a lot of good organizations out there. They do really good things. And this time of year, they all get a lot of money. But there are some really cool places I know about that you might not know about that I want to share with you. There's a place called Even Stevens. Even Stevens, there's four of them, I think. I've only been to two, but there's four of them, I think. This is a sandwich shop. Sandwich and salads and soup, I think. I've never had soup there, but I know they do sandwiches and salads. And they have some pretty healthy choices. Some of their salads are amazing. And their sandwiches are crazy. I mean, they're really good. If you need a good sandwich, that's a good place to go. And for about eight or nine bucks, you're going to get a great sandwich or a great salad. But they're going to give one to a homeless shelter for everyone you buy. You know those Tom's shoes? They do that, right? You buy a pair of shoes and they give a pair of shoes to somebody else. Well, even Stevens does it with food. That's pretty cool. And there's four of them right here in Utah. So go support those guys. If you see those guys ringing the bell out there in that red bucket, throw some money in there. Maybe not just your loose change. Maybe you should pull a few bucks out of your pocket and throw it in there too. That'd be good because those guys are good. Salvation Army, I like those guys. Find it in your heart though that December 26th, Boxing Day up in Canada, right? We don't stop giving. We don't stop caring about those people in need. We don't stop worrying about the homeless. We don't stop worrying about the sick and the afflicted. Because Christmas time is a reminder that was, I think, given to us by God to figure out that we're not alone in this world, and it's not just about us. It's about everybody else as well. It's not about what we receive. It's about what we give. Have you seen that Walmart commercial? And Walmart actually did something good. That's weird. But they came up with a commercial where they they interviewed a 1,000 kids or something like that, and 80% of them, they asked the kids, they said, hey, would you rather give something to a kid who doesn't get stuff for Christmas or would you rather get something yourself? And 80% of kids said, I'd rather go buy something and give it to that kid that doesn't get stuff for Christmas. That's pretty cool. I wish it was 100%. I don't know what the other 20% are doing or what their parents are teaching. But regardless, 80%, that's pretty good odds that you're going to have a kid that's going to say, yeah, I'd do the right thing if given the opportunity. Let's not just do that at Christmas. Let's do it the rest of the year too. I'm Jared St. Clair. Vitality Radio is brought to you by Vitality Nutrition. We really try hard to do good things too. We really try to do what's right for your health and your family's health to give you the truth about the things that you need to know to help protect you. I hope you enjoy the show. If you like what you hear, go tell somebody. Check us out, Vitality Nutrition in Bountiful, Vitality Nutrition in Missoula, and VitalityNutrition.com. I'm Jared St. Clair, and you've been listening to Vitality Radio.